Alrighty, welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on Pat Mulhern, Alan Wade, Nate Willotion. Awesome, how's it going? What's up? We're also yeah. known as Sunweight, too. Yeah, we're in Sunweight. We, we are Sunweight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, y'all hit me up on Instagram. I always start off with just like letting everybody know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How y'all find me. What's but y'all hit me up on Instagram. And um, basically, I, I rarely have people reach out. And I always thought that was strange because a lot of people usually have a lot to say. But I guess, like, so when there's people that I want on, they usually don't want to come on the, my podcast. I have no idea why, <laughs> but it's it's funny. It's like the people who I think will make the best conversations usually don't come on. But um, so we yeah, have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool having having you on. The fact that you reached out. Um, yeah, I saw that it was a you're doing cool stuff, and I thought it would be fun for all of us to come and talk about stuff because we never. We've never been on a podcast or anything like that before, okay. and I and I actually really love podcasts. So, so it's as fun a for us too, as a band, like, do y'all do interviews or you did blogs or anything like that? We we haven't really done an interview in a while because of COVID and all right, that. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we came out with a record at the end of 2019. Yeah. Okay. And like, and so, tw- and we were on tour in 2020 when everything started shutting down, and so. Like we were, we did some interviews there we, uh, with like um, the Memphis Flyer and oh, some yeah, other okay. people like that, um, some out of town people and like some Canadian, <laughs> some Canadian like uh, I guess a, well, like a radio station and like a Canadian online magazine I think or something like mm-hmm. that. And we were, uh, yeah, and we were sending it to everyone, just like yeah. But I mean, no. The only time we've ever had like an intimate conversation was with uh, Michael Donahue, our friend, yeah. okay, um, from the Memphis Flyer. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's a it's a great thing for for artists to do because I mean, I think the best way for an artist to get uh, to get fans is for the fans to know about their lives. Like that used to I don't think that used to be such a big deal like years ago. But now with like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and everything, it's like your fans want to know everything about you. And it, and it feeds them. It makes them want to listen to your music more. Yeah. That's why I think. I feel like we do pretty good at not putting like too much out yeah. there, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, you know, we like to have fun and just do what we feel like is fun Which to is do, cool. you know? Yeah. 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 Keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what what is some things that y'all feel like, I guess that you have to do nowadays to, to get your name out there. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> it is hard out here for music, for, for uh, local artist, bands honestly. and, and artists that, especially if you're independent and you don't have any backing of like a record label yeah, or like even like management companies, things like that. If you're doing it on your own, it can be real difficult sometimes mm. like booking tours and uh, just even where you're going to stay at night. Yeah. Just, you know, tour logistics. Cause we've, we've, when we go out of town, sometimes we'll stay at motels and we'll just book like a single bed motel mm. and like Straight two of off. us, two of us share the bed and yeah, one of yeah. us sleeps on the floor and saves yeah. money. Yeah. It saves yeah. money and then crash on friends floors when you can and things like that. And that's how you make the money and sell merch and make money that way. That's how you can, do things because we've had to pay for like recording and stuff like that. And it gets hectic and gets real expensive. 
So how did your recording work as far as like um, your process? So uh, you're the drummer, right? Mm -hmm. So do you think that you always have to be at like every session, like with them, or do you think that you need to, you know, have them to, to function? Like how, how do you think that whole thing usually works out? I try to be at every session. Um, just because I want, I mean, I want to be at every session, uh, but then sometimes like things happen or, uh, you know, if I've already got my tracks down and there's like overdubs or something and I just can't make that day, it's not the end of the world or anything, but I like to be there any minute I can, you know, every minute I can. It's like my favorite thing to do too. And, and we're just, you know, we're a band. I like to, you know, support my artistic babies we <laughs> noodle around with knobs and yeah we're all and, uh, yeah. it's it's all a big uh family so yeah everybody I mean, we, we want to collaborative we want to hear each other's opinions yeah, on everything yeah. because we're a band it's not a solo project mm. yeah. so all three of our opinions matter yeah so every pretty much everybody has to be there the whole time see i'm, I'm so used to like rap and hip-hop where it's just like an artist just listening to beats and then they just rap over and, and then yeah that's the song well man you don't need other people that was my that was my <laughs> life bef bef for a long long time before i really started playing with them I, I i so i understand where you're coming from too but i think it's it's just uh sometimes with hip-hop too like when you're in the beat in the studio with the engineers and, th and like getting effects and things like that like Certain, certain people's opinions will help. They'll have a certain ear and you're like, yeah, that sounds good. Or they're like, no, that sounds like shit. What are you doing? You yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, I think things like that are a teamwork basis makes, makes better music because mm. you have certain people, you know, I'm not saying every, you know, don't have too many cooks in the kitchen, but yeah, <laughs> it helps to have a couple of ears. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm always like trying to find out, you know, how people record and like what they what their process is because you never know what you might learn from somebody else's process. Like just listening or or being in the room when somebody is uh, writing lyrics or or um, you know usually I'm around people who are making beats and stuff like that. Just seeing their process is really eye opening. It's it's like finding a new way to just make music. And yeah. I, I, th I think, um, as you know, as you all were saying, being in the room together, I think collaboration is something that uh, people underestimate because yeah. when you can collaborate, um, your creativity just spikes. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. you're able mm -hmm. to, to learn new things and, and do it new ways. And, and that's how, you know, that's how we get music. Yeah, oh, yeah. music so subjective. Countless people I have to thank for letting me yeah. be around them when I'm <laughs> when we're when they're doing things because you know learning by watching and I had a friend named Danny Rice who would he was a wizard and we were kid like I mean we were kids when we were making music and he had a studio just like a legit for a house but I mean he had you know he had a Mackie board and I mean he had a, the compressors and I mean. And he was like 15, mm. you know, and it was just like, I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> he had a lot of money, 15 years old, dude, this, he could, he, he could, Danny, if you afford all the, he's probably going to listen to this and be like, <laughs> but uh, no, he would hustle, man. He, 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 he was, he didn't have money by any That's means. Pretty he dope, made though. his own money. That was for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the ability for people to just like 
learn when you're around people who yeah. are who are better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, that like being around him and watching him. That will like definitely like open your mind and then also just like speed up your process of being better. Like if y'all just hung around people who just kind of into music and not really into music, like, you know, those people are like, yeah, I do music, but they like do music like once a year and that's about yeah. it. If you just hung around those people all the time, it would be hard for y'all to get better because yeah. mm -hmm. you're not around those people who is like, you know, pushing your, I guess like your, yeah, your we'll skills. Just, yeah, like yeah, really pushing you to, we'll just yeah. push you to progress. Same, like same thing with skateboarding too. Yeah. I, you know, it, when you're hanging around people that are really good, it's, I mean, it's inevitable. You'll probably just pick up some of that stuff yeah. because you'll see and understand. You'll start to yeah, see it from a different perspective. Yeah. Make connections to yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, having on the musicians for this podcast because it allows me to like just get so many different minds. Like I've had on rappers and I've had on people who do bands. Um, it's, it's cool because do you write music? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do. And what do you know? What do you like? What's, what do you, what's your bag? What do you like to do? Uh, well, I will say, okay, first of all, music <laughs> lyrics okay. i do lyrics so but like not singing. like not like composing no no no. Okay. i don't do that okay no. okay gotcha um but i i will say that like people who who can do that i kudos to you oh like well, yeah. actual composing yeah i mean it's all it's all music you know yeah, yeah. i think lyrics are are a, a necessary part of uh of a, of certain music and things like that, and I mean, it, and plus, know. like writing good lyrics is a like that's a skill in of itself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. like you ask me to write lyrics, like good <laughs> lyrics, it would I'd take me years. I don't know how to write good lyrics. I but bet I you could write, could write yeah. songs. Dude, I bet you we can write jam all stuff. day, dude. You could totally write some good stuff. Whatever. I bet. Well, thank you for being so uh, positive. I think, <laughs> I just think that you you could like man write something like a, like a like a an outer space. An outer, an outer space mountaintop. Just read all those Frank Herbert do novels and yeah, well, <laughs> like an outer space mountaintop wolf who hunts down another. Bad I don't know. Wolf. <laughs> Damn, you had me. You had. Me. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. So, who usually writes the lyrics? I I do. Nathan okay. does. Yeah. I write the lyrics. So why is that? I don't know. I got forced he's, into doing so it. He's the so, singer, he the so he's in charge of his what he sings. Yeah, yeah, I am the singer, and so that's vocal department. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I've written songs and lyrics since I was young, and it's just kind of come natural to me. The way that we do it is, is different every time. So, like, that's what's cool about what. Yeah, it challenges me because sometimes you have lyrics, and then sometimes. You write lyrics to what you've got, and oh, and then that's sometimes so weird to me, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, so weird. To me. Oh well, yeah. I mean, and then like a lot of times, I'll be going through certain things or writing about certain things that uh, you know are will have to wait until it it fits for something, which is like that's happened on our new record. Like I had lyrics that I had written to literally nothing; they were just kind of words that I had written so down, crazy. and then. Uh, we were in the studio and it kind of just worked out that way. 
So when you've got lyrics and you're trying to make the music, uh, let's say, you know, I guess you're you're just thinking of the like the drums and the guitar and the bass and everything. How how do you display that to them? Do you just have to give them something like? I a, mean, it's really it changes a lot. Like yeah. for instance, I will say for so like on some songs. There will be something that I had made and I'll come to them with it. Or it'll be something that Alan and I had written together mm. and then we'll come with it. Or it'll be something that he's written and he comes to me and Pat with it. Or they'll get or together. Even, yeah, I was going to say, or even me and Al, or sometimes, I don't remember what it was, but something, uh, a big part of it was just like a warm up. Yeah, a drum then, beat. Yeah, well, you know, like sometimes, some, and, and and sometimes I'll just hear a drum beat in rehearsal and be like, "Keep doing that, keep doing that," and then you know, we'll go on there. He makes a bass line. I do guitar. I play synthesizer and stuff like that too. Mm. So, how long do y'all spend in the studio? Like when you actually record? <laughs> uh, <laughs> as much money as we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very expensive to go into the studio with us yeah, uh, because. We like to, um, we just have particular ways that we do things. And so in order for it to be that way, we have to go to certain places and mm. that's, and that's when the bill goes up. Do you, yeah. do you spend more time in the studio together than you do just like hanging out with like, not like hanging out, but like doing music outside the studio? Yeah. So, I mean, we have our own rehearsal space Okay, yeah. and, uh, we write there. And so pretty much everything that we'll do, we'll have written and then we go into the studio forever, how long it takes to okay. finish it. Yeah. So y'all do like demos and whatnot. All the time. Yeah, well, I have, yeah, and I have a recording studio in my house. And, okay. And, okay. Um, and so we'll demo stuff there. Nice. And uh, our gracious producer, Mike Wilson, shout out to Mike. Michael. Um, has, like, been just a great friend. And he had, you know, he, he's got a studio in his house. And so sometimes we can demo stuff there. Mm. And, you know, whenever we can get it, you know, it's hard out here sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I will say that most of the time we're not spending um, too much time just not doing anything in the studio or like writing. All, in the studio. all of the songwriting is prepared before we go in the studio. Yeah. Okay. The studio is just getting all the parts on just recorded mm -hmm. and mixing. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some parts may come about when <laughs> when we're doing things in the studio, but most Definitely. of the stuff is pretty much concrete before we go in there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that. Um, a lot of people don't think about that will save you a lot of time is just, Hey, let's, let's get this basically finished before we even, I mean, if we had a month to spend in the studio, I mean, we would probably come in there with nothing and have a record done. We mm, could do yeah. that, but, um, it's just, it's too much money. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, and this last record, this last record, we spent like what, four days on it recording. Yeah. But I mean, in the time, yeah. Well, that was just tracking. I think it was like, yeah, just tracking. Four days tracking or something like that, maybe. But um, that was over the span of writing for like months. six to eight months. Dang. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> and that's in between, uh, you know, playing shows and life that happens. Yeah, yeah we all have full-time jobs and yeah. we got doing all that. And yeah. yeah, so it's, you know. 
it's it's fun, but you know, yeah. but it's busy. It, you you got to be when it, for us when we go into the studio, we have to be prepared. So I know that was 2020, almost. Uh, you no, know, it was two years from now, but two years ago. But how do you feel like that has impacted your band specifically? Like everything shutting down and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now that we are, you know, what two years past it now. I mean, I guess we're still in the pandemic, but um, it definitely killed uh, the momentum we were feeling at the moment. Uh, yeah, we just came as, out with that album. We had just come out right? with the record, and we were touring, and literally right when we got back, <laughs> COVID yeah. shut everything down. COVID. When? when what month down. did that drop? That uh, uh, December, December 2019. Yeah. Sorry. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you dropped it right before? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Literally. Yeah. I mean, it might as well have been January 2020 because oh my God. we dropped it very quick, and it was Friday the 13th. It was too. a Friday the 13th. That's we what released did it. it. It was a bad omen. Dang. But I mean, we now and like it sucked too because we had played a show in like February or something in Nashville, mm-hmm. and it was a great show, and it was like one of our better, <laughs> like the, one of the best shows we'd had, and it was in, and it was out of town, and we were like, oh yeah, great. And then it's like, and we had a lot of a uh, lot of press attention on the record too, like a lot of people really yeah. dug it in the press and like blogs and stuff like that that we had sent it to, and then boom. Dang. So, what were y'all thoughts? Like, what were you thinking? Like, when this happened, you're like, "All right, cool. We'll we'll just keep uh, keep going." We just, yeah, we, I guess we'll start focusing on the next record. I mean, we, we, <laughs> yeah, we had already kind of started writing, yeah. and so honestly, everything being shut down didn't necessarily hurt us. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks that we didn't get to play shows. That was really hard yeah. for I think all of us because. I mean, we're live feeling, musicians. Yeah, feeling, yeah, feeling, yeah, feeling what we the energy, do, you know? yeah, feeling the energy from the crowd, and and feel and just playing with your friends and your family, and and you're getting yeah. to be around the people you love doing the thing you love. That and that's taken away from you. That hurts mm. and that sucks. And so, what we did was put a really put like a bunch of effort into writing, and and, and I think a lot of bands did yeah. that because like you're gonna see. It's already started happening. I mean, there, you're going to see a lot of good music coming out of the next couple of years because yeah. of COVID and everybody's literally been in their house or been confined to the recording studio, which is what I, I mean, I, I released a solo record, you know, because I was sitting in my house and I, there's going to be a lot of records like that. And yeah. Shifted so, priorities, I think, or put a lot of priorities in perspective. For live for music, lots of people. for live music, I think it sucked. Yeah. Um, and uh, for like touring musicians and people that solely had like were only musicians, live mm-hmm. musicians, I think that yeah. that really messed people up. And like people that worked production, that really messed them up too. And that was hard. But another thing that sucks too, like there's a lot less places to play now because COVID yeah. shut down all of the venues. Oh, so I was going to ask, so like, where do y'all where do y'all usually perform at? Uh, we we play at the high tone a lot. We play yeah. growlers sometimes. Yeah, we play. We have a we play once a month. We have a once a month jazz show that we do at the high tone. Oh snap! Okay. And um, but yeah, I mean we play all over Memphis, and then sometimes in Nashville, there's certain places like the East Room. We've played. We just yeah, played Springwater, play and we'll be back there. We're playing the Cobra on the twenty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all from here? Yeah, we're yeah. from here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I see you got the Philly. Are you from Philly? No. Okay. Not. I'm actually from Alabama. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then what's up with the Philly shirt? I, I am an Eagles fan. I've okay. been an Eagles fan since I was like nine years old. Word, I yeah. gotcha. <laughs> is is an eagle your favorite animal? No. no okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, being that you are from here, are your do you feel like the shows are better here than Nashville or wherever else you go? I've had some of the best shows in my life here, but I got to say the two out of town shows we did, the crowds were crazy. So was it the venue or were they showing up for y'all specifically? Um, I think it was the venue. Yeah. Well, we had, oh man, we had that great show in the small room. Remember that show, the small room, it was like the last one we played. Here? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I feel like it just... That had a great energy. The crowd was loving that. It just depends, man. I mean, we've had great shows in Memphis. We've had great shows in Nashville. We've, yeah, had, we've, had, we've had great shows in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah. Um, and so I think it just depends on uh, what kind of energy we're trying to bring. Mm. And we just try to bring positive, good music. We try to travel with our friends that are play good music, too. Just have a good time. And, uh, and I think, you know, if you bring that energy with you, the crowds will come with it you know yes and one thing that me and um my business partner ryan we were talking about is like when you're like an unknown band it's like you usually have or an artist whatever you do um you usually have like an unrealistic expectation of how the crowd is supposed to react to your music (laughs) like you think like oh this is this is my this is the best part of this song and then they're just gonna go crazy and and yeah then they're just like and it's like I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing too that's cool about I think what I, like what I liked it about our live shows is when you come and you've listened to our records, you're not going to get that exact show. We have yeah. um, extensions on songs. We have mm. certain things that we do during songs that are not on the live record. Okay. So you're going to get those Easter eggs. You're going to get the 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 cool uniqueness of coming out to the live show. Yeah. And, um, and that's, and that's another thing about the, about like having a good show is when you do certain things and people recognize that they're going to want to come to the show. Like Mm, if, you know, I like cool, I like cool shit and I would like to do cool shit. I want to see a band that does cool shit. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, um, it's not going to be the same thing. Not, not, not saying that doing the, doing the exact same thing as the record is cool is not good or whatever and i mean if you want to be polished and that and stuff like that that's great but like i like to to go to gritty and sweaty shows and see really good bands and feel it you know mm. and be with them yeah when when you play instead of it just yeah. being like oh i know what's going to happen next yeah, yeah exactly. i want i don't want anybody to know what's going to happen next yeah and that's why like the people who are great at performing those people usually end up doing the best. Like yeah. they, they might not be the best artist out there or a band out there, but like if they do great shows, people know those people because they want to go two to words. James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. James, yeah. he could rock a stage. And even now, you but got dude like, was a badass organ player. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And piano, you know what I mean? And he could rock the shit, but he, what he you never knew what was going to happen next with John with James he was, Brown. Yeah, because who's the yeah like who's the band leader? Who's the conductor? He would conduct and them, just, and I mean they'll play the bridge for forty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> bridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like 
I think people like um, like Bruno Mars nowadays. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That dude's like sure. a modern day Michael Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's killing. Well, it. and Weekend too. I mean, yeah. all those dudes like that pop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's everyone's copying the Weekend now. Like he's like the big deal. He is. Yeah. Well, dude, come on. Good. Like is, he's he's like number is he number one in streaming now, or is that still Justin what, Bieber? I, my question <laughs> is is what I think it's still Drake. What's actually. up with the really? what, what's yeah. up with the with the record cover why does he look so old what's going on with that i don't know yeah why does he have yeah is he it, trying to fool everybody and that one was it after hours album cover like his his cheeks were all puffy and yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah like deformed like plastic surgery yeah or something. like i don't well, know dude, what that when he played about. in the super bowl he was all like slashed up remember yeah, maybe that's his thing maybe like that's his kind of like art thing that yeah, he's yeah. doing i have to say changes every time i know i'm like all, all over the place but i have to say like this this room is tripping me out because <laughs> i i it's a big and uh, when i grew up in my mom's house i my room was i mean it was like probably like at this table to, to the wall <laughs> but it was like this dude oh my room was like that too. have you and it was man, it's like tripping me. Let's bring it back. You know memories. what's crazy? I had a room like that too. I had like, <laughs> I had, I had, dude, I slanted had like, roof. It didn't have the slant over there. Had, it was just right here. I had like a Sublime poster and a Jimi Hendrix poster. I was, I was lame. I was lame. <laughs> because you had Jimi Hendrix. No, no. I mean, come on, dude. What guitar player doesn't have Jimi Hendrix like yeah. poster in there? <laughs> I'd be like, I love you, Jimmy. With, li- with lip stains on it. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I like, and I had that, I had a, uh, a black light sublime poster, but I didn't have a black light. So that just, might've been a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my childhood home, probably. Good oh Lord. Yeah. I've noticed like a lot of houses are like this, um, in this area, actually it's, yeah. it's, it's different. Have y'all ever lived anywhere else? Like out, out the state? I've, when I, I was a kid, I, well, I he like, technically lives out of the state right now. Yeah. Oh, you live in he lives Mississippi, I mean, I live in Tennessee, and Olive Branch, Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He lived in he lived in Memphis too for a bit. Yeah, like being from Alabama, like houses legit just look completely different um, here than they do. Like every every house has like a jacuzzi. Where in town. Alabama are you from? Northeast Alabama. It's a. Uh, I'm from Oneonta. It's a small town outside of like Gaston. What brought you here? Uh, my job. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. When I took cool. the job, it was, it yeah. was in How long have you lived in Memphis? 2000, April of 2019. Oh, man. Here. So you're like wow. fresh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. Like, do you live in Bartlett or do you live in? I live in Cordova. Oh, okay, okay cool. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, it's. I, I like that area. Um, one, so apparently like the grid that where I live at is like horrible for power. But when the power went out here, we were fine. Like at my house. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. lose power until today. I lost power for like two hours. Dang. And then it came back. I think they're like hooking other people up and they had to like shut my stuff. Off. All right. At least that's what I want to think. Yeah. That's what you tell yourself. I don't right? know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the people are getting back on. It's okay. I can, I can, I can hold off for another couple hours. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, it's okay. Say what you were gonna say, Alan. No, it's it's. I promise, it's okay. All right. Do any of y'all live downtown? No, no, I don't. I work downtown. I love. I, lo- it. I love downtown now. It's great. I I used I, I used to team manage a skateboard company, and uh, we would like would skateboard downtown all the time. I mean, oh, okay. I I I love downtown. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I was but I just, wouldn't want to live down there. I was just in Indianapolis for my friend's wedding, and. um it's it's just neat being um 
I guess like up north compared to like down south and like seeing how the cities are like structured. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Well, you go to New Orleans, all the houses are totally different. Yeah. Like Chicago yeah. has got different houses. It's, yeah. Yeah. They all have a basement up there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I used to live in North Dakota and they had basements there. And I was like, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> North Dakota, is different. but y'all, is that like, do y'all get tornadoes up there or something? Uh, I want to say there might have been like one tornado scare oh, uh, wow. in the four years I lived up there. So, but other than that, like, no. The I mean, it would. I mean, you have your thunderstorms and stuff like that. I I recorded some pretty cool, like I'd say pretty, but they really beautiful sky with the lightning and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the storms. It, it, no tornadoes for real. I don't think so. I know. I I can't. I'm trying to think of like. Why houses have basements? Is it for like heating purposes? Put stuff in there. To put stuff in there. I mean, <laughs> no, because I mean it's a, it's the same reason you have an attic. No, I mean it's like it's like for. Well, some have a basement and an attic. I know, but I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> how much space do you need? need? I think is it, uh, because you like it's for like circulation, temperature like, control. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't fucking. I mean know. that makes sense. Yeah, oh, I mean, bang, you, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> But it makes sense. I mean, hot air rises, you know. Yeah, like in this the summer, room, you have the attic, all the hot air goes to the top. This I'm room, I have expert. to, I have to turn off the heat to this building, or else this room will get hot. Like no matter what the heat is on. Like yeah. I've had it off all day, and I just turned it on like sixty four. Yeah, our so rehearsal space uh, doesn't like get that good circulation. So in the summertime, it's, it's like blistering with all those yeah. tube amps. It's yeah. yeah. Like, it's like I'm pretty much naked the whole time during dang. rehearsals. <laughs> That's crazy. It's awesome. Y'all do with that. Y'all they cool have with to. Our rehearsals are weird. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> getting naked's not like the, even the weirdest part of this. <laughs> it's not even the weirdest part. Oh, man. we're going to get really weird <laughs> and we're going to watch the matrix or something or have the Batman animated series going on our CRT little, we have like yeah, a little, we have, a we little have like TV, a little box watch, CRT with our, with a PlayStation two. We just need to get some mood lighting in there. We do. Yeah, we do. We do need to get mood lighting in like, there. Uh, like what do you suggest? Let's get a lava lamp. Groovy. <laughs> that's pretty. I mean, honestly, that's dude. Every that's not dude. Every music room needs a lava lamp. I've been thinking about getting one. No joke, dude. You know what? Yeah, you get one of those giant short ones. Have you ever thought? <laughs> about, have you ever thought about putting like, um, like fire or oh, yeah. like have like a fireplace going when you when you have guests here? <laughs> no, um, I, I usually. I would say I don't even really use it that much during oh, the wow. podcast. Yeah, like, okay. Sometimes somebody be like talking about something. And, and you pull it up. I have no idea what they're talking about. So I'm like, I have to pull this up <laughs> to, to see what they're talking about. But show them the Yahoo. Th- we could show them the Yahoo thing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. Yahoo. <laughs> Those old commercials. Oh my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. We got off a tangent on houses. That was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freaking. I had, let's see. I want to say. It was like it was a few friends that had houses that were on base at the Air Force base, but yeah, like all of them had had basements and yeah. um, they would have like a, a main level and then like an upstairs. But yeah, see, houses here have crawl spaces and then we have attics. Yeah. Yes, I, I noticed that in my house. Yeah. I was like, "What is this?" You, you'll probably under your house, depending on how old it is, probably have like a crawl space underneath mm. it, and then you'll have a little attic. Yeah, but they all have this like setup. 
like this. Yeah. Was it trapezoid pentagon, whatever, like shape? Trapezoid it's, pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Hexagon. Uh, we got well look three, six, we gotta six, count six. the sides yeah. dude okay yeah. one two Hex three four, Hex. Four, yeah five. it's octagon safe yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's coming back <laughs> stay in and, school <laughs> and this is <laughs> and this is our geometry lesson for yeah. the day sunway teaches geometry <laughs> so when y'all were doing shows do y'all um do y'all have like a set list of songs that you that you go through or y'all Switch it up. Um, take that. We don't really have that many songs. We have like seven or eight songs that we perform live. Mm-hmm. So what we really do is we just mix it up. You know, we uh, we don't really write down a set list most of the time. We just kind of one of us will suggest something and we just play it. Mm. Yeah, and then just try to keep running through them. Yeah, we, as the, much as we can. And as as uh, talking through your mic. Oh yeah, sorry. We just keep running into them like through them as much as we can. You can bring, bring it back. You can bring, bring it back with you. There you go. As much as we can, uh, and as smoothly as we can without like interruption too. I really and like how we rehearse, like just like as continuously as possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And our our songs are long enough anyway. Where like one song will take like ten minutes. So oh my god, yeah, I, I know I had one long song, but I didn't notice the rest of them. Yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. The next the well, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about the new record too much, but. Let's not give away. All we won't our give secrets. away anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, the long and that's another thing too is like the songs that we play live are longer because we add things to them and mm, certain yeah. things that are not on the record. So like that's that uniqueness about coming to the show. Yeah, yeah see, like, there's our, 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 <laughs> so- our songs and our music never like stops evolving. Like once it's out, it's out. But when we're playing it, we just kind of just let it. I mean, the recorded version's always there. You know, you can listen to it whenever you want, but the live version needs to be special because, you know, that's probably the only time you're ever going to hear that version. Yeah. But I'd say probably most of the time, the first song is the only song that is discussed. And then after that, it's kind of like we feel it out. And we, and, and, and like, we'll probably judge our first song on how we feel. Cause like sometimes vocally, I'll be like, ah can't do this one right mm. at this moment or like for him uh a lot of times he'll his hand will need a break first because we've been going for a long time and and so yeah, like, we play for we can play for like an hour and a half without stopping and i'm like my right time, hand needs yeah. a break <laughs> one time we were doing a jazz show and nobody i mean there was like two people there Dang. and we played for like what three hours and 15 minutes non-stop oh my god it was it was fun I mean, when you're in the middle of it, you don't realize how long it how long it's taking. You know, you just do it. We just Yo. we just did it, but it's like yeah, on a marathon. But we try not to music. do. We try not to get too crazy, yeah. unless we unless people are feeling it. I mean, were you taking breaks? Mm-mm. No, no, it was break. like all that the way through. Hour. Yeah, we did a three hour and like fifteen. minutes My right set. hand was cramping like really bad. That is, I thought crazy. I had like a repetitive stress injury. <laughs> I mean, it, so when all we, the greats did it. So I mean, well, yeah, well, it, you know, when we headline shows, I mean, when we have it our way, we definitely play uh, for like an hour and a half. Mm. That's that's, that's and that's real like, and that's probably just like us playing our songs. Yeah, and then. We have a saxophone player that plays with us sometimes, and so when he's with us, that gets, it gets we have certain parts that that come with him, and so now we like switch it up and do different things. Mm, okay. And so when he plays with us, we have to have a little bit more structure. We have to shape up. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> he's really good. We don't want to look bad. How do you, um, I guess, decide when you add another another person, like another instrument and stuff like that? Well, usually one of us just like just makes a suggestion and we all just go along with it because we love uh, different sounds and uh, different instruments that are not really normal to like what we would usually play. Uh, like we like a lot of jazz. That's basically 90% horns. Mm. So we want to get that influence in there. You know, that's yeah, we've music had we love. on every, uh, every record we've had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or a saxophone. How do you usually? How do you get those sounds? Do you just grab a person? We have a saxophone. Yeah, we, yeah, we a have saxophone. a hire a, a saxophone player. Yeah. Okay. Or friends of ours that graciously, that graciously uh, play give on our us records. give us their time and and uh, abilities because uh, on our on the Sunweight Feral record we had Breeze Kyle who's played with like Elvis Costello. He came and, in and did like three takes yeah. and was like, I'm out. He literally, <laughs> he came in, he did three takes. He never even heard the song before. He did three takes and then he left. And that was it. He was there for like 20 minutes. That's how and good this good. guy is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. It's on the record. <laughs> it's on the record. Well, and then, yeah, I, like I went and uh, manipulated, we ran the track through a synthesizer and I manipulated the, the sound waves. I, I think we took all three of his solos and like no, mixed them the together. the first and the third. Right. Oh, I thought we had used all three. Yes. If anybody wants to know a nugget, it's the first and the third take on Leap of Face on the Feral record. <laughs> If there's any Sunweight fans listening to this podcast, <laughs> for so we're going to hype it up. Hopefully, yeah. You know. Hopefully, our fans will listen. So when you when you do bring somebody else um, to to come in and record, is is that something that you feel like they have to be on the same wavelength as you as far as like musician wise, or it could just be anybody that is good? I mean, I would. It's more so. I don't know for at least from my perspective, more so like if somebody like suggests like, oh, we should bring like such and such in, it would sound really good. It's like, well, I know you have good taste and I know you know what's up, so I'm sure they know it. what's up. So yeah. yeah. And plus and like these guys can, are really good and they yeah. listen to like a lot of music and they've played all kinds of music, so we would trust that they would know what they're doing. Yeah, like they we, we trust in. their expertise, you know. But I will say the people that we work with we are familiar with their work or we're familiar with them as people. Yeah. And so it is important to have like a good working relationship. I don't want somebody that I don't know or necessarily doesn't work well with me to be, you know, like we wouldn't bring somebody like that in, Mm. you know, like somebody that we don't know or somebody that's going to be, yeah, it's not weird uh, or not weird, but like just wouldn't, wouldn't work well with what we're trying to do. You Mm. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it can be very difficult to find people that you like. You know, just the fact that y'all have a band, that's difficult <laughs> because you have to, you're sharing something that's very uh, important to you, you're very passionate about, and you're sharing it with people who are going to hear everything you do before mm-hmm. everybody else does. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's. Yeah. It's a very, it's a tough situation. We've been fortunate enough to work with really, 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 really awesome, talented players. And we have been fortunate enough to either know them and be friends with them. And uh, that's kind of just been the way it's been. We're very lucky. We've been very lucky to have the people we, like Breeze, Kyle played on Farrell, Jim Spake, who is a, like a legend. Uh, on saxophone he played he's playing he's, he's on played on our new record that's coming out in april and uh you know we we've 
we have a we have a horn player named Josh Aguilar who plays with us uh, on our mobile jazz unit. And I mean, I knew him from a long time ago when he was a rapper. <laughs> and I mean, he's one of the best sax players I know. And, and he is just works well with us. And he's a friend of ours. And yeah. so I think having that camaraderie and energy really like it, it helps when you have that kind of stuff going on with your music. Mm. I feel like it's a little bit more genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of Lucky Seven Brass Band? Oh yeah, uh, my Nathan Duval uh, plays trombone in that. Okay, and he's played with us as well. Um, okay, he 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 he's uh, sat in on a jazz night with us. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've, I had on um, Victor Sawyer on nice. the podcast before. Cool, yeah, and um, learned a lot from him as far as like music wise. Very knowledgeable guy. Yeah, well, they're um, awesome. Yeah, definitely knows his stuff. And yeah, I went to go see them play one time. Actually, I've, I've seen them play twice. Yeah, twice. And um, I shot some footage for them and whatnot, but them guys can play. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. They can play. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. I, I love seeing um, the different bands. Like, I I was never like type of person that would go to concerts or anything like anything live. What's your music. favorite type of music? I would say right now hip-hop and yeah, rap right, and then sure. – um, I pretty much listen to everything else except country. Like, yeah, right. that's that's like the one genre I, I don't really care for. I don't know why, but um, who's holding it? Who's top MC right now, in your opinion? Because we're gonna ask this man in a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Don't listen. Come to on, me. dude. No, this guy. I'm just, I'm just one guy. <laughs> the way that Alan and I became friends was um, we were sitting on the front porch of this. Uh, guy's house that we, like we had just started playing music together. Alan and I met. Um, I was playing drums in a band, and he was playing bass. He like answered a fucking. Would you answer? I, what? I answered an ad. It was an ad at the U of M in the music building. It was on a billboard that was like a whole bunch of different ads on it, looking for like different things. And one of the ads was just bassist needed for such and such band. These are your, these are the influences, blah, 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 blah. I called that number and Nathan was there. I playing was playing drums. drums. Cause my friend had, had put that up there. Mm. Anyway, that band didn't work out. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I play guitar my whole life and I mean, I played guitar in a band, like when I was a freshman in high school. And so I hit Al up cause I'd been writing these songs and I, I'm glad like, hey, you thought of me. Well, you're really good. And we, we had a good, we had a good relationship on the, on like drum and bass. Yeah, it was you know fun. I mean, I feel like me and you were like, yeah, in sync, you know what yeah. I mean? Our, 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 uh, we were cohesed. Yeah. Cohesed. <laughs> um, so I hit him up and we got together and we got together with this one drummer and uh, it was like the first time that Alan and I played with him and it went okay. He wasn't the what we were looking for. And so then... Um, we tried another guy after that too. We tried another guy after that. But anyway, <laughs> the reason I'm talking about the hip hop is because Alan and I were sitting on this porch and we were just hanging out and we hadn't really like talked to her or anything. And like Wu Tang clan, we started, we got on, we got on like, who's your favorite Wu Tang? I, I think number. I was like sitting next to you and I was just like, hey man, do, like, do, you like, five, Wu, do you like Wu Tang clan? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And we were like, top five Wu Tang members. <laughs> <laughs> and who was yours? Uh, I mean, Methods first or is it ODB? Oh man, it's Hold like. Hold on, what's yours? Out of Wu Tang, out of Wu Tang, who's the? Who, what, but, but see, there's so many good ones. It's got look. You got to have ODB in top three. I would say maybe. 
I would say maybe Method Man. What about Raekwon? Method Man. Method Man I, is my favorite too. But yeah. ODB is very good. Yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, Raekwon. I, I really like Jizza uh, a lot. Jizza's tight. Jizza's like a really smart dude. Scarface though. What about Ghostface? Ghostface like oh, is Ghostface. the hypest I'm dude. Scarface. What am I saying? Scarface Ghostface for? is the hypest dude on every Ghostface single Wu Tang track. Hi- he was the hypest one. Like when Ghostface comes in, you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit. That's hold on. Whoa, dude, it's Ghostface. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. So how do you classify the best? Like, what's your uh, what's your classification? Personally, for me, I I look at style. And lyrical content. I mean, like, the, I mean, but that's basically what hip hop is. What, what the what the lyrics are? Is it are. though? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, if you have a really cool style and and you're talking about stuff that I think is cool, then you have my attention. And especially if it's weird, I really yeah. like. There's like a rapper called Dose One. Oh, never. Very underground. He actually battled Eminem in like the '98 Scribble Jam <laughs> before Eminem blew up. Anyway. And uh, I don't know if he won or not, but anyway, like weird hip hop is is good. I like shit, but I mean, I I mean, I love the old school stuff too, mm. you know. But yeah, like anything '90s, we're about that. Yeah, mm, I mean, okay. come on, like Nas and Tribe and like it's like early '90s, mid '90s, and like some late '90s stuff, but like early and mid '90s is where it's at. What yeah. do you what people would you under contribute? the stairs? Like, why do you like that? Like, why is that your favorite? Uh, High for, school, man. In yeah, high that's school, too. That, high school, that's all. And I also, it's to. like it's a combination of like you have like really good beats and really good lyrics and flow. At the, the jazz same time. influence too. Yeah. I mean, the jazz yeah. influence because we all play jazz. So like, I and I say we all resonate with hip hop. I mean, I used to make beats for rappers. I still make beats for rappers. But you know, the jazz influence on hip hop really grabs our attention as musician jazz musicians. Mm. And I think that that's like, or at least for me, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I, mean, like, I like that. I like the jazz like, influenced uh, hip hop too. I love that because stuff that's stuff what like they that. sampled. You know what I mean? A lot of the yeah. times it's jazz samples. And a lot of it is uh, like records from the fifties and sixties that were uh, and jazz I love, albums. And I love yeah. shit like that. Uh, I mean, like Lionel Hampton, structured in a and kind of echoes of jazz and stuff too. With like in the same way, licks are just samples, and right, yeah. and then you know, like. Freestyling could just be like you're blowing over some changes. Exactly. No, it's the same thing. It's it's just yeah. You you, get it's a space where like okay, the rhythm section they're just laying it down, which could just be the beat, and then it's okay. Like this is your space to say whatever you want to say and be 100 yourself, and then you're done, and then your friend does it, or it's a battle, you know, and people will do that with jazz too, with like drum battles and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I would say I've always just people do that in a natural evolution of the. Do you ever get into like a drumline battle? Like, like <laughs> Nick ever, Cannon, <laughs> maybe like one or two in high school, dude. I when I was in high school, I played. I was, I was, me on I, I was bass, dude. And like the the bass, I don't know. People, people what bass people did you play? Us. I auditioned you to, for bass drum. I played the biggest one. You played fifth bass? No, four. We only had four. Oh. I auditioned. We had four. I auditioned for three. I don't know I why symbols. I said. I don't know why <laughs> I said five. And drum set. Like I got drum set and marimba in the pit. I went to Ridgeway and they. The, we weren't like the best drum line, but for the fourth bass is really You're cool. Right. Or the lowest one because you get all the downbeats. It's cool, and you I hit could, as hard and, as you and, want. And, and I could just be like, 
Y'all gonna have to explain that to me because I, I don't have no idea. What so you're like a marching, <laughs> you ever look at like a marching band at like yeah, a football yeah. game? Okay, so like they got they the bass drums. The, yeah, they got they got a little, little one, one, a little bit bigger yep. one, a little bit bigger bigger one, one, and then, and then the big got, one. And then they got the big one, hmm. and I played. The, I'm the littlest dude, that. and I played the biggest drum. Okay, and I was sitting there like, bah. you know, what I mean? <laughs> he was bringing that thumb. I was bringing the thunder. So. The biggest one is that supposed to be the loudest one? No, it's just the lowest tone. It's the oh, deepest it's one. Tone. Honestly, I think the the one that cut through the most is the highest. It's probably the highest. Yeah, one. the lowest one is just the coolest one. It's just the coolest one. The first and the second one get all the hard parts. That's yeah. true, and you're gonna like really count because like if you they get to be the stars. The song holds together with the low bass drum and yeah. Yeah, because you're gonna that. be hitting on like an upbeat or something like that on the on the middle two. Stupid stuff. Band stuff, you know. Band stuff. <laughs> So how did you get into recording? Um, it all started because <laughs> you don't you don't play an instrument or anything, do you? No, I yeah. can make beats, but right. like, yeah. I know enough about a keyboard to be dangerous, okay. but like, I don't actually. How dangerous? What does that mean? What do you mean by that? Are you gonna uh, like hurt somebody with the keyboard? No, um, not yet. I haven't <laughs> done that yet. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, I just know you know the the order of keys and um I know what's the people's key the people's key yeah c hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> like my band director taught me that oh he's really? like that's the people's key is c they say like everything you know it's that's that's like the yeah 90 percent of every like everything music is like in c yeah <laughs> it's because it's the easiest and people are lazy it's all white keys on the piano mm-hmm. that's it's um what do you call it the the major um, chord for it, the that's, major scale, the major scale. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the easiest. So that's why people use it. Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and what's cool about like that is um, you can take that you can take that C scale, but if you moved it to like just move it to if, A yeah, or move it to D, yeah, or D, then you can it, it, it makes it yeah, yeah it makes it, yeah it, t- it takes it to a different scale and it sounds cool. So like uh, you're taking the starting note and you're shifting it. And so, like, what would be major in C is now Dorian in D, and it sounds so you way play, cooler. You play the same <laughs> notes yeah, as your C it scale, but jazzy, you start man. on D <laughs> all the way up to the next D, mm-hmm. and it's a different scale. And that's the called note music is, theory, kids. Is, Look it up. <laughs> and all you did was change the starting note. Oh, okay. We're we're fucking nerds. See, I would love to know all this stuff, but like, so you know, I rap, I record. I mix and master, I make beats, like I do all this okay, stuff. And yeah. I do the podcast. But that's dude, I mean that so like sound production, because I, I do a little bit of it too. It that's that's an artwork in itself. I mean yeah. work like making uh making it sound good. Yeah. Like some people know how to mix, but they can't master. Some people know how to master, yeah. can't mix. Some right. people know how to I don't even know what mastering is. Studio. I have to yeah. I don't even know what you do when you master. Some people can't isn't it like getting produce. a hertz or something? Well, you're basically taking... So you can play it like on a certain medium or format? Well, you just want to take the sounds and be able to like... Mastering can be more than just like, you know, dealing with decibels and and frequencies. Like you can also like take parts of the song that you know are too quiet and then you could fix that. Juice them right there a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And if something you feel like, oh, their voice is... um, it, it needs to be EQ'd right here and that I can hear something in the 
10,000 Hertz range that I need a cut right there. So like that, that's, that's all of mastering is when somebody has mixed a song and they're like, all right, this is a finished product. Like a mastering engineer takes it and like, this is crap. And then they, they fix it up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mix my solo record. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't mix Sunweight stuff because we have Mike on that. We have yeah. Mike Wilson who does that. And, like and, and it's like a million tracks though. Like yeah. it's <laughs> more tracks than I can even handle. Cause he has like a color code thing going on with yeah. all of his tracks. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't understand. It's all like a bunch of acronyms and numbers and stuff. It's crazy. So we had to find like, him. Um, I ran into him in the street and robbed him at gunpoint. Oh. And then I was it's like, true. I was there. I need you to make this record for me. Easy. And he, <laughs> and he looked down the barrel of the gun and he said, okay, easy. <laughs> It's a tough world out there, and then, dog. Yeah, and then Mike Wilson. And actually, I have to, I have to, I have to uh, make him make our records at gunpoint. Every record, too. It's, <laughs> it's I, a little. Uh, I think he should move. No, he <laughs> he likes it. No, I, I'm sorry, Mike. Um, Mike uh, and I met. I was playing drums with another group, and we had like one a. Re- like a two hour recording session at ardent and it was part of this like salvation army contest thing and uh mike just so happened to be i mean he was he's he was head engineer house engineer i think he was like top head head house engineer of ardent studios oh okay um and so he was just there i think we i was literally his last session with the the people that i was playing with Mm mm-hmm and Mike and I just kind of met and hit it off, became instant friends. And same way I hit Alan up after Alan and I, and then we, and then we finally got Pat involved and she came and played with us. And then and one time and that was a done deal. She hey. could never leave. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so we had writ, wrote a, we, we called ourselves Geist. We actually wrote a record called Geist and hmm. put it out as Geist. And it's still out there. It's still and out there. It's truly, it's, it. we were, it's not a bad record. We were it's a the band. First record. We were yeah. a band called Geist with an album called Geist. that has a song on it called Geist. Get it's out like of bad company. Whose idea was that? We, we were copying Black Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, we always do. But check it out. We did like had no kind of like, that name was not going to stay. We, I, we, the first song we ever wrote was called Geist. And so we were playing shows and like all this stuff. Yeah, we just whatever. slapped the name on there kind of, know. to be honest. We didn't, oh. know, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But truly, it's on Spotify too. If you want to go check it out, it's called Geist EP. Good luck. There's like a billion of them. <laughs> There's other bands called Geist. That's why we changed our name. Is oh. yeah. I got an email from Spotify saying that we were releasing a record. I was like, that doesn't sound right. It's it was, pretty generic. Though. There's another Geist. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're the only sun weight. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, you ever heard of the rapper Clever? Mm-hmm. You, he was on one of Justin Bieber's album. That's like, that's his, tight. That's his big claim. Shout right out now. JB. But, um, he, I think his name, oh, yeah, his name on, um, Instagram was Clever. And like C L E V E R? Yeah, the word Clever. Okay. And he ended up getting it randomly one day taken from them um, because there's a company that is kind of like, um, I guess they just help kids learn called clever. 
They should have paid up. They've been a, they've they been a company that man. longer than he's had his name out there, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but if, if he made the Instagram name first, then he wins. That's not how Instagram saw it. Instagram's the one that took it from him. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a sticky situation. Yeah. I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> Sorry, was, Clever. You got screwed, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. he ended up... Um, yeah, he just picks like could've, man. He could have made he could have made some money, made like hundred bucks or something. I don't know how much Instagram handles are. It's, I would have added added a couple zeros. <laughs> yeah. that Be it, like, hey, clever. I know you're teaching kids, but can I get a hundred bones, dude? Like, what's up? It's like a yeah. world renowned company. It's it's not like you, know, you better ask for like at least ten thousand. Yeah. yeah, this company is probably like on par with like Rosetta. Like it's it's a huge company. So oh, wow, ten thousand is not. Yeah, for a little I don't time. know that, <laughs> but I'd imagine it's nothing to them. Yeah, to a, to a major company who needs that name for their social media, like I would assume they would dish out whatever they need. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't think anything happened. So that's, I mean, that sucks for him. But yeah, that, that really sucks. Oh yeah. Anyway, but back to how I, we met, Mike. I hit up Mike about doing a record, just like I hit Alan up, and we met up and talked about it. He came to a couple rehearsals, and then. We've just finished our third record together. Nice. Yeah. So when when you first were working with him, did it seem seem easy? Like everything oh, seemed yeah. Yeah. smooth. Yeah. Mike is Mike is the, is uh, the fourth member of Sunway. A true professional. Yeah, and I mean, not only is he professional and knows what the hell he's doing, but he's just one of the most kindest, and he's just the kind one of the kindest and most genuine people I've ever met. You know, person I've ever met. I mean, he's just. He's just really nice and really good. And he saw what we were trying to do. And I think that's what he was trying to do too. Mm. And so we worked together well. Yeah. I mean, and he's one of my, be- I mean, he's one of my best friends. I think he's all of all, all of our, one I of learned our, a lot you know, from him too. Yeah. Just like watching the guy. Just, like, I mean, we were literally yeah, just yeah. Stuff set up. It's like, that's yeah. We, like, we, we were, were literally about- just with him like yeah. two hours ago. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's nice. Um, you know, finding somebody who you feel like you can gel with, you can work with and, and get, and get music done. But- yeah. I mean, that's, what's important to us too, because we do everything in house independently. And so, um, having somebody with the same kind of headspace and mindset is, is very, very crucial to how we make our records. Yeah. It's, it's something that, you know, you want to make sure you get done and you don't like, I think most people end up rushing certain relationships just because they want to be, they want to feel complete. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if, if you are a singer and singer songwriter and you want a band, you might start, you know, taking the first Joe Schmo that hits you up just so you can have right. a band. Like, all right, I got my band. Let's let's go. Let's pump music out. But sometimes you you kind of gotta wait. You gotta you gotta find the right people. Yeah, it's good to know. Yeah, when to when and who to like work with just for like chemistry reasons. Because I that, I feel like that tra- translates into the art too. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've all had kind of relationships where we were in bands that we didn't necessarily want to be in and felt obligated to be in because of friendships or or money or money or whatever yeah Yeah. but like with us it's we all came into this to make great music and great art and that's all we want to do where do you feel like 
y'all are at as far as a band like what stage are y'all in y'all still y'all still figuring it i mean we're all still figuring it out but (laughs) i would say that we are uh a teenager Mm. we're established but we don't have a set formula yet Mm. we are um i mean i would say i would like to think that we kind of know what we're doing when we write music um but you know we are forever learning and forever changing ourselves. Yeah, yeah I think that's the main thing is we're all constantly. Yeah, and I don't want to be constantly yeah. just learning new things from each yeah, other. Yeah, from we want we want to avoid a formula. Yeah, yeah I don't it's think all about I don't think just yeah. not standing still and just yeah. yeah just, I don't think we'll ever have a point where we think we are uh, doing exactly what we want to do. Yeah. I think because that if you do then then you're then then you're not going to be having fun with it if Mm. it's not something different and i and that's we all write music that way um and we all do our own certain things and and plus we have so many influences like our stuff is always going to turn out different because we're always listening to new things always trying to grow as artists you know just trying to have a different perspective besides the one everyone else has Mm. yeah but I, I would like to – I'd say we uh, we love to make music with each other and we love to make art with each other. And we're going to continue to grow as much as we can. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big key to being a good band is, <laughs> is being able to just grow and continue to learn stuff from each other and and I guess just bounce ideas off each other because, you know, you you don't want to be stagnant. But you also don't want to change too much to where, like, yeah, I know we were talking about the weekend earlier. Oh like, yeah, yeah. His from when he started with like, um, what was that called? Like Echoes of Silence and like Thursday. I think those are songs. Yeah, his no, songs. Those, well, those yeah, are like the, his first three well, mixtapes. The, the, yeah, the, the EPs that he came out with. Yeah, like those balloons and was balloons. Yeah, House of balloons. balloons. House of balloons. Yeah, like those are completely different from yeah. his stuff now. Yeah, I'd say when totally. it's like when Kiss Lane came out. That's when like his sound really changed. Yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, you have to take into account like. Because he had a lot of handle on the production for those first three EPs, and then like he started getting a lot of attention, and then when then you got like a lot of people in your in your in your realm that are being like, "Hey, work with this person." Oh, hey, this dude's got this beat. Oh, hey, this really big producer's it wants to give you this beat or wants to collab with you or whatever. And so mm-hmm. you have like you're like, I mean, dude, like if somebody's gonna pay you fifty thousand dollars to sing on their beat or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's. You know, why I, wouldn't you? You're going to have people influencing your sound at that point because it's more or less. Um, I mean, you're a vocalist, but you're going to be singing on on musicians beats or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like when you have a band, I don't It's not. It's like there's so many components to it. Yeah. yeah. It's more than just working with this person and then working with this person and your sound being completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel I, like we can definitely. I mean, we can produce. But I mean, like records. bands, bands can that can happen to bands too. I mean, it happened to Yes, it happened to the Who, it happened to oh, K- yeah. it happened to the Ramones, it happened to. I mean, we could go on. I mean, every band as they progress changes. Call them '80s albums. I mean, even Incubus, dude. I mean, like you know, listen to Incubus's first album and then listen to the last album they just made. So, it's completely different sonically. It's completely different songwriting style. I mean, and that's when they're older, hmm. but that's what happens with age too, I guess. You the know. Damned, they're like that. 
The Damned. The Damned. What about uh? It changed a lot. Um. Uh, Bowie. Well, no. Uh, who's the dude from the Misfits? Oh. <laughs> Which one? Danzig? Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Danzig, baby! Yeah, I mean... They were kind of just the misfits, though. That's true, I guess. Changing I is, is, is always something that you have to... I would say... You kind of have to judge your fans. And if, if you think that they would adapt to your change, then that's great. I think true fans will. You know what I mean? There will be people that like a song you make, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like bands that I love, I you know, yeah, because I feel any, like it's the most Sunweight record I, so far. I, at the same I think time, our you know I mean? think our music attracts maybe an open minded person. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think they would be. Uh, I think they would be willing to listen to whatever we put out. Mm. Yeah, our fans, you know, with, with the ones that come to the shows. Uh, consistently and the ones that we see out and and like that we that i recognize people that come to multiple shows they're they're the ones that are in it for that unique weird long part that's going to come up or that weird sound that that you know somebody's going to make that's not on the record you know yeah like they're probably already like concert fans or music fans and i think that that's what people are craving people are craving more and more uh different stuff i think people have been stuck in this rut of like god everything is just the same and everybody's doing the same shit and like how can we break out of this and like everybody sorry everybody wants to break out of it but nobody knows how to Mm. and so i think what we're trying to do is kind of do what we feel is the opposite of what um people are normal to Mm. people are used to. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of amp up curiosity in, in music lovers. Cause if you like music, like, and this is just kind of referring to the record that we just made, which is a pretty long song. And, and it's just, you know, it's going to test people's patience. It's going to test people's uh, ability to pay attention. And it's going to, it's going to test people's, um, just like effort of how much they indulge in art and how much they just want to use it as a aesthetic or something to make them look cool. What, what goes into your thought process of actually committing to that kind of record? Uh, we're just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Key factor. Um, we are a little crazy. We, we, we just you know we like to write stuff that uh you know that really turns us on like we like a lot of long songs we've been listening to a lot of long form uh songwriting just being influenced by that stuff and that's just something we wanted to try yeah it's i mean we all three of us wanted to write a long song yeah so it just kind of came together naturally Mm. you know we didn't force it we weren't doing it for the money obviously no it's cost us lots of money um but that's not why we do it. Well, that's just that. Yes, like we do it because saying, it's, it's like for like commer- like commerciality or whatever. It's like, well, the kind of person that's going to see a show that has a super long, like however many minute song in it, probably isn't too concerned about whether it's like bubblegum enough. Yeah. So, but, I and even then, we just try to make yeah, like we just make things that we like and think are cool. Yeah, and that's what I think is like you know if 
if I think it's cool and I like it and I dig it, then hopefully other people that are similar-minded will agree. I mean, there's nothing more whack than doing something just because everyone else is doing it or other people want you to do it. And I think, and, 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 and that's why another, another reason why we get along is because we're all totally like I, if something is cool, then I don't want to be a part of it at all. Like if something's like hip or, I mean, I don't know. And that, and that doesn't pertain to everything Hip to be square. But yeah, it's like, you know, I feel like a lot of things have gone in certain directions that I don't like and a lot of people do like, and that's not necessarily saying that those people are wrong or that I'm wrong, but you know, that's just being, being subjective in, in your opinion of art and the, the, the looseness of term of art now is kind of getting crazy. Yeah, they just started yeah. letting any idiot with a guitar on the radio. I mean, well, <laughs> I think that's always been the case. Though. That's always been the case. <laughs> but, I, yeah. but I'm talking about so you know, sometimes why, you don't even need a guitar, you just be an idiot. <laughs> it, was when, it was when they stopped being able to read the sheet music, was when it all went downhill. They already oh wrote God. it for them. They don't Easy, need Grandma, it. just chill over there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think that, you know, nowadays, um, a lot of people who are sounding the same do well, and it's odd, in my opinion. But well, everything's everything's governed by algorithms now, and algorithms yeah. like things that are similar. It mm. likes to be able to clump things together into playlists and stuff like that. So that's why you'll find like Greta Van Fleet in the same playlist as Led Zeppelin, mm. and that's and they're 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 playing the algorithm, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, and, you know, it's they're the that's, same, and man. that's. A, a major way of getting successful these days you either you play to social media trends or you you play to the algorithm on streaming sites you know that's a that's the two big ways to get there now mm. while we're trying to like you know write actual music you know that's could be listened to and enjoyed outside of those formats yeah mm-hmm. yeah like we encourage everybody we're we're, yeah, we're making we vinyl we're pressing our contact. we're pressing our record on vinyl and we encourage everybody to listen to it that way. Mm. Uh, I mean, it will be on streaming sites, but the definitive version, I would definitely say, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely get the vinyl version. Well, and and the the thing about the mastered the 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 vinyl version is that we got it mastered two different ways. We got it mastered digitally for for a streaming release, and yeah. then we got it mastered um, analog strictly for black vinyl, mm. and so when you get that vinyl, it's going to be like very high fidelity and it's going to be much more quality than what you would get normally. And I think that that's becoming more of an important thing to people because I think people miss it. People. Well, when you can have every song at your fingertips, then you kind of start, you know, you start to think, well, like, well, and what's the the point? But then you think like, what songs do you actually connect with you? You're gonna want to. Well, people really... like people like feeling real tangible yeah. things in their hands. I think well, people too, miss the tangibility when it sounds good like too. That. When it, like you know, I don't know about you. I'm sure everybody goes to this, but like when you hear something orally and it, and, and it gives you like a chill or it makes you. I mean, like you feel something with the higher quality of 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 uh, medium, then you feel something like it makes me like, listening to something on a vinyl record that's made to be on a vinyl record. Like if you go, if you go and listen to like, like thrust by Herbie Hancock on vinyl and like, if you listen to that through some headphones on a nice record player, I mean, it makes you feel, I mean, you feel 
them you know, like it's almost if, like you're sitting in the fucking room yeah with them. and like and that's jazz why I, records get like that too it'll yeah. sound like that you, like and that's why or bass player you feel like the band's formed a circle around you and you're like in the middle mm. yeah and that's that was like the headspace that we had when we were when we came in to record this we're like this is going to be for yeah. vinyl only i mean we were we weren't going to put it on streaming but you have to put it on streaming. We have to. Certainly, I mean, at the point that we are at right now, I mean, just to get it out there, we kind of have to. Yeah. Maybe if we have if we have a better following after this record, we might start oh, doing it. Ex- do the old uh, take it down. Well, I would like to have people subscribe to our Patreon, and then we could just do Patreon, out, you know, sell our album solely on Patreon. So if you wanted to like, cause like that's, you're getting exclusive stuff straight from the artist. And I, you know, I make it, Pat makes it, Alan makes it. We all, you know what I mean? Like you're going to get something that's, that is from us and not fabricated from yeah. somebody else. And so I would like to get to a point where that would be cool. Like people paid a membership of our website and you would, cause like we have a Patreon now and like you get exclusive merch and I make behind the scenes videos and things like that. And you, and, and like, if it got to a point where we had enough members, like I, you know, when we recorded, like you would get, you would get the record, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It wouldn't be on streaming people that wanted the record would have to yeah. be a member. And I think that a lot of bands might start going to business models like that because I mean, that's honestly the pre like mass media way that a lot of, uh, yeah. Artistic things used to be, I mean, Patreon, you know, like patronage, it's basically like I think you're a really good artist, and I really like you know have, think you have an yeah. interesting view on the world. So yeah, I give you like this much money, or yeah, I'll give you a little extra money or whatever, and you can make this special commission for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or yeah, you're on the <clears throat> mailing list or whatever. Yeah, and it's like oh, the new record came in. Yeah, yeah. Into the new edition or whatever. I you have I, delivered I'm sure our drone. Used to do that all the time with like tapes and things like that. I'm sure like mail order radio shows and stuff were a thing yeah nowadays pat you can get delivered by amazon via drone dude get Facts. the new sunweight album via drone via drone <laughs> you gotta reach out to amazon get a do a deal with them i, I don't think we were gonna do it i don't think we're gonna do a deal with amazon, amazon. <laughs> yeah i heard they have terrible customer service too amazon <laughs> stinks oh man I've, I've heard recently that they're um album sales were fabricated like that does on, not yeah. surprise uh, well and i yeah. and i also heard something about like they're not the stream that although not any streaming place is really giving the artist money but i heard that they were like worse than spotify really on paying artist don't quote me i know i, was, I thought it was i, I mean it, i may it, have it heard tracks, that somewhere so. <laughs> i know uh spotify's usually is the least um yeah. There, there's a good bit of them that are starting to do something different. It's like, crap, I can't remember what it's called. But basically, if you pay a subscription, like somebody pays $10, $10 a month for their, um, for their subscription, if they stream Sunweight majority of the time, their money would go to y'all. Okay. And not in the big giant so bucket of money. So yeah, I mean, so I, it's like patronage again. That's yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, they're got. It's, I mean, this is going. It's like radio. I mean, if, yeah. if the amount of times you're played on the radio, you're going to receive a royalty. So I can understand that. Yeah, it, but apparently, but to do that, it's really expensive. Well, somebody for the would, streaming company. I was, I was, I was hearing somewhere <clears throat> maybe on a podcast. I can't remember. Um, 
that like the the way that the reason that Spotify is paying so low is because they're only paying 100% of royalties when in reality it's supposed to be 200 because you have the performer and then they, you have the writer and producer. And so that's two different um, royalty categories. I haven't heard that about Spotify. That'd be, that'd be pretty I, wild. And I, and I don't know if that's true. I think I heard that somewhere, and that could be wrong. But hmm. but it makes sense because, you know, if you look at the stream sales versus, like, getting played on the radio or, like, if you sell your album in store somewhere, like... Yeah. The royal, you know, you're you're they're getting you're getting get two hundred percent because that's how the royalty you get you got a writer and a yeah, performer with that royalty collection yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the labels have a a chokehold on Spotify. <laughs> that they do. Yeah. That they do. <laughs> and when they when they are in play, it's for the independent people. It's like, hey, suck it up. Uh, hopefully, you get your chance one day. Yeah, that's I read why it. a lot of the playlist like the playlist rock stuff. I think is. The thing is because like yeah there's like one very deep narrow cylinder which is like what the record labels still have mm-hmm. and they're like we're gonna go over every grain of material in this yeah. we're gonna make sure this is literally algorithmically designed for success like um and then anything that doesn't fit that it's just like there's such a fear of um you could with broad strokes say a calculated risk but you know in wiser times we could say a uh investment in talent was the business term used in the past talent grooming things like that talent scouts which still happens but it's like the uh the micro version of that is just like not as common nowadays because it's all been streamlined with digital stuff which is double well the 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 thing is is that artists such as ourselves now we I mean, we do everything in house. So, like, we don't need a record label to pay for our exactly. recordings because we do that ourselves. We don't need a record label to get artwork done because we do that ourselves, or we have friends that we hire to do that. So, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm the art director. Yeah, at like that point. we, yeah, like you can be your own art director. But the the point I was just making with like that is, but they they have all that money and not only the streamlined stuff we have, they probably have some like state of the art, really fancy stuff too. Right. You but know I'm just saying so like, like, but like if you build enough following, like chance, the rapper did this, like, Oh, Oh yeah. You know I'm not I mean? saying like, you have to have a record label at all. Yeah. At all. No. <laughs> and, 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 but, but I see what you're saying. Like, with the record labels They're having grasping such a, yeah. at what they had what, as tight well as that's they because can. there's not enough independent artists that will that that have the following nor the money to they, to take they, their shit off of streaming yeah. services like Radiohead did that yeah and like because they were pissed about was it Napster or something or not Napster they didn't they take all their stuff off was streaming one, for a second they did I or like they remember. sold they, they 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 sold their record like. Well, only, in Rainbows, only, only on their website. Yeah, or in Rainbows like they did on their website, but then there was like after that, I thought they like weren't on streaming or it was on. and They took it off or something. Radiohead did something me, similar but, like that because they were tired. They were tired of getting ripped off by mm-hmm. by this bullshit, you know, stuff like, like royalties model. from streaming Royalty and thing, model. and 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 so like yes, right now probably the the record labels 
have that grasp, but like you're going to start to see more and more smaller bands that well, have because people miss it. That's what I'm saying is people can't, that are going to start being able to put their shit out exclusively, and you're going to have to, you know what I mean? You're going to have to be like go to them exclusively to buy it. Yeah, right. exactly. Like I think it's going to be like people choosing, yeah, exclusivity yeah. and stuff because they're going to want to know that you're really invested in it. But then there'll be payoff with that because then you'll get really cool stuff that people will really put care into. It's just I feel like we're just saying I think like since everyone's door is unlocked i think people are starting to install their own doorknobs you know mm. what I mean? <laughs> that, sense. that was a fucking weird analogy <laughs> i don't i'm gonna use the restroom <laughs> you know i read an article t- uh today where it said that older music consists of 70 percent of all music sales so stuff like bruce springsteen yeah Young, i heard about that uh, the Beatles. That's seventy percent of all the music revenue. I can believe it. And all the new artists get is just that little thirty percent that's left over. Because they're such a big conglomerate of. I mean, like, dude, you well, gotta think about the, the like, algorithm doesn't promote uh, newness or yeah. anything like that. It wants to they keep want the you to same to the stuff. Classics. You said what? The algorithm. No, you said newness. Yeah, the newness. So like the new oh, stuff. Newness. Yeah. I thought, I thought you said noon. Sorry. Like Twelve sorry. noon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the noons. Yeah. I was like, but we mustn't. Who are these? But the stuff like newness just doesn't sell as well as an established brand. That's yeah. because people don't want. Uh, people don't want anything new. They want they to feel want comfortable, familiar, comfortable stuff. I mean, that's why shits that. That's why exactly. shit that sounds like other shit sells so much more than shit that doesn't sound like other stuff. Mm. It's that's because. People like what they like, and it's hard to get people out of that rhythm of what they like. Mm. Well, a lot of people just aren't searching for new music; like it's not a big part of their life. And I get that. I think that's try- starting to change, though. I mean, I, and 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 I know we're talking bad about Spotify with the streams and paying people, but like they also do help with uh, you know if you're into a genre, like you'll find another band that's good. Like I've, I've found a lot of good stuff on Spotify. Oh yeah. Like YouTube and Spotify recommendations are always on point, you know? And so that that's one good point. That's one aspect that's good. But like, you know, I feel like if you love music, then you're always going to be searching for something that's cool. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but like, that's not to say that like, most of the people that 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 buy music or whatever or have music on are just going to have it in the background or it's on the or they're just playing music because they're driving in their car or cleaning the house or you know it it could be something like that it's just all those older artists have all of this money behind them and it just makes it difficult to you know because it also you're competing against like the best songwriters of all time yeah Yeah. have you have you seen um these older artists selling their music they sell in their catalogs. Yeah, for like five hundred million dollars or something. Oh yeah, crazy. To, to well, they're selling them to like production companies. Bob Dylan did that. Bruce Springsteen. To, I think Sony, Sony and Universal are gobbling up most of it. But yeah, that Bruce, yeah, as you said, Bruce Springsteen. Um, God, there was a female. Who was the first that Michael Jackson sold his stuff to? Paul McCartney, right? No, Paul McCartney bought yeah. his stuff from under him. He, uh, yeah. Michael Jackson and Paul uh, McCartney had a conversation before all of that, and was Michael Jackson talked to him and said, "Hey, I want to buy the rights to my music back." Uh, and Paul was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll totally let you. You don't don't worry about it." Then Paul went and bought the shit right from under him at the auction. I'm like, Paul, yeah. you like snake. what? <laughs> Why'd you do that to him, Paul? 
Yeah, some there was a female, like a famous female. I don't know. I don't think it was like Tina Turner or somebody, but it was somebody. She just recently sold her catalog. Um, Is Tina Turner dead? I don't. I don't, know. I don't think so. Is Whitney Houston? Now I'm thinking of Whitney Houston. She's oh, dead. Yeah, 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 Whitney yeah, Houston's yeah. dead. Tina, sorry, <laughs> Tina. Jeez, I, I, God, is it, is it Tina Turner? Turner? I'm She's killing dead. people on this See, podcast. Is it Tina Turner from Memphis or like Mississippi? Nutbush. She's from Nutbush. Wow. <laughs> good coming old, in clutch with coming the good old clutch. Mississippi girl. Straight from the bathroom into the into the podcast studio <laughs> with the Nutbush reference. Cool house, outhouse. I don't want to sing anymore. I don't want to see copyright flagged. Copyright flagged. City Limits, I think is the name of the song. Hmm. I'm sure they're going to copyright you singing Tina Turner. <laughs> they're gonna. That's gonna. Well, be they took down Clever's Instagram. So hey, hey, it, hey, Clever, <laughs> seriously, bro, hit me up. I'm gonna help you out with this. Hey, if this was Warner Brothers. I'd be wouldn't be shocked if they did. I'm sorry, Clever. It was, <laughs> you'll see the, the, the RIAA, um, y'all. The, the video game. Um, the, there was some famous YouTuber who'd been playing like video game music, and he just got his entire page taken down. That's, I'm talking that's like so huge wack. YouTuber. Oh, because of copyright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Um, it was Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, oh, uh, yeah. Nintendo. Nintendo got them. They don't play over there. Yeah. yeah. Nintendo I've, I've heard they've been, they're like one of the strictest. Because, yeah. like Mario, like everybody. But hey, man, like, look, I understand where they're coming from. If some dude was making money off of, you know, ads and stuff from playing a Sunweight song, I would be like, yo, we are going to either get royalties from this or you're taking this down. Like, yeah. I mean, we're not going to just let people take our songs for nothing mm. and that's and i and, and that's where nintendo that's, and that's what nintendo is uh, that's probably their viewpoint of it yeah, I mean, yeah or their lawyer sure. their lawyer's viewpoint but um i mean i understand that completely you 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 should have to and i mean that's a thing honestly if you're a cover band you have to pay royalties when you when, when you play certain songs oh yeah venues have to pay royalties yeah. when you pay if a band plays a song that's not theirs the venue has to has to pay. I just don't see why that's the YouTubers' fault and not YouTube's. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. YouTube? That should fall on uh, mm, who's ever well, in charge of YouTube's. Uh, YouTube doesn't do anything to protect their creators. Little, uh, they got true. that fancy little terms and agreement that you don't ever. <laughs> nobody reads. <laughs> you know, in Europe, <laughs> you're not so held. Uh, you're not held by the terms of service because they assume no one ever reads those. So well, they made they, it against yeah, the law. I mean, nobody, <laughs> What's nobody the point ever, of having them? <laughs> nobody ever does. Well, the point of having them in America is because well, I was talking about for Europe. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, the dream. Europe, please, if you're listening, we want to come play over there. <laughs> we really want to come to the to Hello, Glastonbury. We want to. We want to. We want to come to England. Europe. We want to come to Germany. We want to come to France. We want to go to Ireland. We want to go Norway. to Norway Sweden. and Sweden and Denmark and anywhere. That rock and roll is accepted in the in the European countries. Where's the Where's the furthest I've gone? Uh, uh, Col- Columbia, Columbia, Missouri. We played a show in Columbia, <laughs> yeah. Missouri, at a place called Dive Bar. Oh wow! Yeah, you can imagine. And, uh, <laughs> Cleaner bathrooms than you would think. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> they just kept asking me <laughs> if I knew any Slash or Aaron Lewis, and I was like. Who is Aaron Lewis? And they're like the dude from uh, from Stained. From Stained. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know any Slash <laughs> or fucking Stained. I was like, what? 
I don't know. Anyway, so they, how, how does that work? Like, they liked I, us though. I don't know. Anyway, they, we didn't play any cover songs. We played for like three hours, and uh, they loved us. They gave us more money than we uh, than on our contract, nice. and they gave us free beer and stuff. And they were just really nice. And it was like super icy, and it was Columbia, Missouri. It was like fourteen degrees outside. It was cold. Mm. It was a nightmare. So when y'all are so for covers, this is this is completely different than just making your own music. Right, you're yeah. you're learning somebody else's music. How are you picking these things? Are you just picking famous songs that you would like to play because you know somebody's going to ask you to I play them. I actually particularly like to play cover songs that are not famous. Hmm. Like if we why, were going to play, why do you do that? Uh, because well, most of the time it's a song that I really like, and yeah, like uh, a song that's like maybe we all yeah just like connect with or a song that we think is uh <clears throat> underappreciated maybe. but also it's super cool when you play that like deep cut from a band that like not many people would know about that one dude or one chick in the crowd that's like oh shit <laughs> oh dude <laughs> you know holy song. shit dude what <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and you know that's cool when they like you know I like to play deep cuts, man. Who wants to play the everybody knows? Because then you'll have like drunk people like singing with you. Mm. And that's some only fun sometimes. It's only fun when you have in ears and can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> that's only fun sometimes. But it's really fun when we have mosh pits at our shows. Those are the best. Mm. It's happened a couple times. We're totally not a mosh pit kind of band, but, but we have we get riff, mosh pits. We get we get we have like riffy songs and so like people people get moving. We definitely give people a space to mosh. There's definitely one time this one song. time this dude was moshing, he fell on my pedal board and like disconnected my guitar. Oh snap. It's awesome. I had to just I just connected it back real quick. It was <laughs> we were having it was like that was actually our was that at dive bar? That was our C D release party. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was our feral C D release party. Yeah, man. Is is there any type of not type of, but is there any band that you try to learn their stuff because you know that's that's like our style. We know? only play one cover song right now. <laughs> oh, really? It's a Black Sabbath song. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that was your band. Like Black Sabbath was the band. That's for his y'all. band. Uh, Just his band. <laughs> I, I mean, I got really into Black Sabbath for a few years. Um, you said y'all copied the album style earlier. So. Well, that well that was just we. It wasn't like our music was like Black Sabbath, just kind of like the setup of it all was yeah. Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, Geist with Geist and Geist, it was... Like Black Sabbath by with, Black Sabbath. It, it was Black a joke Sabbath. that lined up and you were like, oh, hey, this is like Black Sabbath. We didn't really copy Black yeah, Sabbath. Yeah, we were <laughs> like trying to do it. It just kind of happened that way. But um, yeah, like, you know, we, we, play, we play Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath sometimes and that mm. gets the crowd going because that's not like a... That's not like a super well-known Black Sabbath song. Okay. Yeah, but the people that know it, I mean, they like it. It's, yeah. it's definitely not Children of the Grave or like Paranoid level popular, but it's kind of popular. I mean, it's, it's pretty popular. It's not it's popular. If it's you Black like, Sabbath. It's yeah, popular yeah. if you like Black Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not an unknown band. Like, right. Shit, if you, if you don't know who Black Sabbath is, you're living under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that living under a rock would be fun like say that you dug a hole under the rock and the rock was like your roof do you think that that so would be like a sustainable way of living yeah kind of like patrick star i mean if if the rock was comfortable i guess and you had like a sofa and a tv like patrick. by patrick <laughs> <laughs> if you if you were living under a rock what kind of rock would you want to live under hard rock Ooh, that's pretty cool <laughs> Not soft rock. Not soft rock. I got it. 
What kind of rock would you want to live under? I don't know. Maybe like granite. No, that's not going to work, is it? <laughs> Limestone? Is that going to be too smelly? What smells? Rock doesn't smell, Nathan. That's good. Does not It might depend on the rock. Yeah, it might depend on the rock. I'm sure there's some stinky rocks there's out probably- there. There's <laughs> <laughs> a funky rock. There's some stinky rocks around here. I don't know. You know what? That's a new genre. We're making it. Ringing stinky, stinky rock. rock. Stinky <laughs> rock. It's just going to be. What does that sound like? It's just going to be it's a stink, stink face, stink 100%. Ass riffs. You're just going to be like, stink rock. <laughs> it's going to be like butt rock, but it's going to be better. It's going to be stinky. Now on the stink rock charts. I know. It's, <laughs> Jesus. One of our friends that plays in a band um, that we play with sometimes, uh, his name's Ross. He He's a radio personality. And I always try to get him to say like the most outlandish shit on the radio. He won't ever do it. <laughs> do y'all get radio play? Yeah. 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 What do you, what's, is it like one song? Is it like the uh, entire we, catalog? We put out Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ Jr. Jr. has been the one that we've yeah. heard on the radio the most. Yeah. We get regular rotation, I'd say. Yeah. People like, people like sure, Jesus Christ Jr. And then we made a music video for Birth and that got accepted into the Indie Memphis Film Festival for 2020. Oh, okay. And uh, how'd you get it in there? Uh, well, we I just send it in. Yeah, we submitted it, submitted and, and they accepted it. Nice, nice. I directed it and shot, you know, and shot it all. Oh, and okay. started it. We did all started it, kind of. But I was the main character. How many videos do you have? We just one. Just one. Yeah, but I'm directing another one for us for this record. So something I've noticed that is completely different: rap and rock, maybe even all genres. Rap kills it when it comes to content creation. I don't. I don't know if it's just because the like the lyrics or or what, but rock. You. I don't see that many videos, and is they don't go that outlandish on the videos. Like old rap videos compared to like old rock videos. There's no comparison. Like yeah, the, yeah. the rock looks cheap, and it looks like oh, they just did enough to do a video. I will tell you this. That's why it's uh, <laughs> it's coming, man. There will be more stuff. You think uh, so? And yeah, I mean, and if you look at it, there's there's a lot of cool videos. Like uh, Alt J came out with a record maybe like a couple of years ago, and um, there's a, a I think it's called Breeze Blocks, and it's like a really interesting video where it's starts off as like you see this person that's like untying a girl that's been tied up or something and like it's all in slow motion and in reverse and Mm. so it like you think one thing and then when it gets to the end of the video you see what's actually happening and like Mm. it's really interesting and like i'm sorry and like you know i i like to think that our video is cool because um it's like a it's like an interesting song but the video is kind of um it's like a surreal short story almost it's a surreal short story but it's like not mocking it but kind of just playing playing fun with the idea of the song Mm. tongue-in-cheek yeah tongue-in-cheek kind of thing because it's funny i mean it was meant to be funny okay uh the song's called birth and i'll just give you like a little short description uh the song is called birth and it's the video is me in a wig and in a dress and I stumble across an acoustic guitar and have sex with it. And then I give birth to an electric guitar. Dang. But <laughs> there is a lot of stuff in between there. Oh, okay. But yeah, man, check it out. It's called birth. Yeah. The, the idea of videos is awesome because it gives people a sense of, you know, this is how 
they wanted to portray this song. Right, exactly. And yeah. when you enter that realm, it's kind of like the like breaking the fourth wall with your fans. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, yeah. you're saying, "All right, you had our music, but now here's like this other dimension of who we are." You yeah. know, you yeah. get to see into our our process. Yeah. So. Well, and I love um, music videos and 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 just kind of musicians of that mindset where they're like yes we worked really hard on our music and we take it very seriously but but our music is not solely our straight personality and like you know we all love to joke around and we love comedy and we love funny things and so like when we make videos together like we get to have fun and 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 kind of do funny shit and like kind of live that 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 dream of uh you know i mean i was never a director or filmmaker before i made that video and like doing that kind of like you know you get to put your own little spin on having fun and making your friends dress up like a doctor to make help you give birth to a guitar yeah i had ketchup sprayed all over me (laughs) (laughs) ketchup and barbecue sauce nathan was giving birth and then it cuts to me getting sprayed with ketchup it's great god (laughs) we we edit yeah no man we will we all worked really hard on that video everybody that shout out to meredith potter and seth fakin and wes flemons and sweet Lou, his girlfriend. I sacrificed my guitar too. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guitar, guitar. I got that thing for twenty bucks. Though. That guitar. Oh. It didn't even have any pickups. Yeah, the guitar didn't have any out. pickups. <laughs> it's done. I don't think it even had a bridge on it. Nope. <laughs> it's just a block of wood. It was just a piece of firewood. <laughs> <laughs> we we did burn it. No, we didn't. I threw that shit in the trash. <laughs> I threw it in the trash. No, I threw it away in the trash. I remember doing it. Oh. Man. What do you guys say to that, Pat? I remember doing it. <laughs> we were literally on set, and I remember you were like, "Should we keep this guitar?" I thought we threw it at like your mom's house. That's where we were. That was the set. That was where set was. Yeah, it was because upstairs. Then, yeah, we. Yeah, we, we were going down, and I had the ketchup covered guitar. Yeah, well, and all the sheets too. We had to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, dude, I had to. Oh, like, there was. And it smelled like ketchup the whole time. It was such a janky setup, dude. Like oh I, I, I filmed this in like the top half of my mother's house. My like my childhood house that I grew up in, and uh, like I have all these sheets running around, and I'm like, okay, so like we have all these, we have all this. this sheet. <laughs> Y'all have a iPhone? You can uh, share play it to that or AirDrop yeah. Air. But yeah, basically, this is me. Like I'm running around in a, uh, I'm running around in a dress and in a wig, like yelling at people telling them what to do what we got to do like where we got to be like certain things like alan's dressed up in a doctor suit dr wade (laughs) dr wade like uh here hold on oh wait don't you have to be on the wi-fi for that Uh, i don't think so for the casting actually you might do i think you do i'll look yeah What's it called? It's called Sunweight Birth. If you just type in Sunweight Birth, it'll be there. But yeah, like we did, I think they did, I think we did like maybe three days of shooting for this. And I'm thinking about outside when we were sitting on a fire just because it got with the smoke. We got the smoke bomb. Oh, yeah. When I got yeah, poison I got ivy on my feet. I got poison ivy on my feet from I forgot this. about that. That's pretty funny. Oh, God. It sucked, <laughs> dude. It sucked so hard. Oh, 882 views or 900 get us to a thousand there you go that's my that my fiance gave me that lipstick there's pad with short hair 
<laughs> I know, and that's me with short hair, too. That's, uh, that's Five and Dime Recording. Yeah, that's Five and Dime Recording Studio in Shout out to Harry. That's yeah. where you are. That's where we did the uh, the uh, the band playing shots, right there. That's a that's a recording yeah, studio. It's very Conditiotis, the phenom. I also remember like it was so hot that day. Your feet were like burning whenever you touched <laughs> the pavement. <laughs> yeah, my feet were burning like really really bad. I, you know what's so sad is like I lost that flag. I don't know where that 901 flag went. I love that flag, dude. Oh, dang. So you that's tell, around here? After this is over, you should tell us what the song's about. Oh, we'll stop it. Okay, yeah, you can. Wait, so <laughs> what, what do you want me to <laughs> say? Tell us what the song's about, Nathan. Give us a little insight into your mind. This song. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what is this song about? I don't know. <laughs> It's about... Is it about literally giving birth? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's about... Uh, it's about... Yeah, it's... Well, it doesn't have to be about only one thing. It's about know? a bunch of different things. I was thinking about a lot of shit when I wrote that song. Um, but yeah, basically it's about um, how when you're born, people will try to guide you into a certain uh, way of living because that's how they think you should live or how they live and that's how the only way that they've known and they don't know any better and that you should kind of just uh live your own life and your own experiences and kind of take advice from people but don't uh don't take everything for heart mm. and so that's kind of like what this is about and then also yes like about being in the womb and and kind of uh coming out of comfort and being into chaos mm. I don't know. I was fucking in a weird state of mind when we were writing these songs. Sometimes those are the best ones. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was an okay time. Yeah, I, I did. What was that? Gosh, that Kid Cudi freaking documentary. Uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. But did y'all see that by any chance? What, what's uh, the name of it? The Moon Man. I, or something? I, I, I can't Man. remember. It might be that something like that. I haven't listened to it was on Amazon lately, but it was it was fantastic. The way they they pretty much like the whole documentary pretty much took you through like when Cuddy first blew up mm. um, with Day and Night, yeah, and <clears throat> it takes you all the way to like where he is now. And he even do y'all remember that album where like the cover of it was like. He was in a field doing like this or something. Oh, like yeah. That. There was so much trash talking on that album so online. He, I can't remember what it's called. Everybody was talking about how they hated it. But um, when they when they got to the – because they, as I said, they went through his, his projects in the documentary, mm-hmm. like in order, in chronological order. And when they got to that one, he was like, I don't want to talk about it. And oh, they, were, yeah. they were like – what and he was yeah. like yeah that was a really bad time in my life and i don't want any questions on that and I, then they just yeah. went to the next thing <laughs> we have we have songs like that that we don't play anymore really yeah is it why is that because i don't want to you just feel like that's is it because you feel like that's not what you that's not who the band is anymore no or? it's the uh the uh the subject matter and the uh thought process behind writing that song mm. I don't like it, and I don't want to be in that state of mind. Have you ever thought about taking 
um, just the instrumentals of that and just adding different lyrics to it? No, it just wouldn't work out. Mm. It's done. What's done is done. I'd rather write a new song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just got to keep going forward. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, that's and that's part of like what I like as far as I mean, this is how you, this is not pertained to just the art I make or the songs that I write. Uh, I mean, this is kind of just like the way that I live my life is like, you know, forever trying to uh, change or not change, but just kind of like um, progress mm. and, and evolve. Yeah, yeah. And like, don't live in the past. Do not yeah. live in the past. And kind of let the past be there and understand because you can't yeah. forget the past. Yeah. But we can always learn from it. And yeah, that's there, what we there's, need to yeah. do. Yeah, there's always time for it. Yeah, there's always time to learn. Yeah. Uh, but dude, if there's can we can we just go to where Alan? I want to see. This, <laughs> I just want to see this one little scene. It's it's because I haven't watched this video in a long time. Where's it at? Like halfway or? Oh uh, yeah, just a little bit more forward. Okay. Oh god, that's just look at my ugly ass mug. All right, here we go. So right here, right that field has poison ivy all over it, and I got it on my bare feet. Oh, snap. Yeah, it was not fun. What are you doing? You, were you looking for that? <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for trouble. <laughs> yeah, so like... Pat is like, I'm fucking this guitar, and then I get impregnated by it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to you want to know something that's pretty awesome about this video is that it was uh, they showed it on the big screen at the summer drive-in. Nice. And we were watching it. And then, oh yeah, so this is like in my mom's neighborhood, and that was a lot more smoke than we thought it was going to be. It like. <laughs> 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 We thought that that was not going to be as much smoke. And, um, yeah, dude, it, like, <laughs> here's Alan, and he sees what's going on in this fucking room. <laughs> For those of you who are not watching this and you're just listening, yeah, it's I completely apologize that you can't see this right now, but... You're missing Go out. to YouTube and watch this podcast, and then also watch the video. There's itself. Mike Wilson too. That's our producer, the the guy on the right. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, that's it. That's all we. Oh we know we can stop it. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was showered in ketchup. That yeah, there like, you go. That's a great. That's a great. Um, Background, background too. <laughs> it's a great moment in music history. I think it's a great moment in music history too. Jeez, people will p thank you to uh, Indie Memphis for accepting that. We didn't win. There was a lot of good other good videos, but uh, what was the category? A hometown music video. Yeah, hometown yeah. music. Video. I don't know. There was only a few of them. Not everybody got selected. I'm amazed we got selected. I'm amazed we got selected too. <laughs> Do you but know we, how many thankful. submissions there were? Oh, there's probably like hundreds. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. they only choose like twelve or something like that. Oh dang, that's dope. Yeah, it was cool. It was sick. What do you think contributed to them picking it? Ah, shit. There dude. probably wasn't another video <laughs> I, like yeah, it. Probably, yeah. I, I mean, we, we watched, just, we just watched being all the different. other ones. Yeah, this one was, I mean. You think just I being mean, different I mean, look got at you? It. 
It yeah. wouldn't pick that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, having a good song helps being, you know, knowing how to edit a music video together helps. Yeah, because we But I think that the together. fact that we were going into it trying to have fun and trying to make something cool that hadn't, at least we hadn't done before, you know, trying our own spin at things. Yeah. On every part of the process, too. Yeah, so, I think that... I think that translates. I don't know. I'm just happy they, put, a lot they of hard picked work. it. <laughs> yeah. we, we, were, we, were, we were honored. Yeah. I, Where are you going? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, for your next video, are you going to go something similar to this, or I'm not sure. It probably won't be uh, as off the rails. Well, I don't know. Well, it, it, it'll be a little off the rails. It's going <laughs> to be off the rails. It is not going to be like this. Mm. We've actually evolved. I kind of have an idea of what I wanted to do as far as like um, a direction point. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I have ideas and me and Pat have been talking and we have ideas and so, yeah, we're, it's, it's going to be off the wall. It's going to be weird, but I mean, it's going to be different. This was matching the song, you know, I kind of had the song in mind when we were making this. So I'll have the song in mind when I do the other projects and just kind of keep it from there. Yeah. Because I like to keep, I like to keep, I don't want to do the same thing. Yeah. And when I do stuff once, it's like, it's, it, you know, that's that time and that's that place. And then we're now here. So this is different. And so we have to do something different. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like there is a, a standard right now as far as like um, a certain group that does videos? Like these people are killing it right now. Oh, just great videos. Yeah, I really yeah. like the, um, all the music videos for the new Japanese breakfast record. I thought all those music videos for her singles were really good. Actually, Turnstile um, just came out with yeah, like a, really good, a really good, like record. three or four song kind of production that was like a, like a, it was like a fucking movie. It, it was, it was one video though. It's all one video. It's like 13 minutes long, but it, they do like three songs, mm. uh, from their new record and it's directed by the singer and it's really good and shot like just really well. I mean, it's just a really cool concept and direction and like yeah so like things like that are uh what are inspiring me and pat we've been kind of on the same wave as far as finding out new stuff watch music videos together and stuff and just like break it down and like study and we do that with music too we'll be like oh yeah like watch what he's doing here like yeah well and like i mean we both have i worship like frank zappa so i have like a bunch of frank zappa in, in concert DVDs and okay. things like that. And, um, you know, Pat loves, I mean, you love everybody, the who, the David Ramones, Bowie, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that once you establish like the type of videos that you want to model your group after, that's something that, um, you know, you can experiment with, and the same thing with your music and your fans. Like, you know, they're, they're going to like certain stuff. Like, people are going to like what they like. Some people are going to like everything you do. Some people are going to like nothing y'all do. And then some people are going to pick their favorites. It's, it's just how that's, well, that's three art, stages man, of you fans. Know? That's yeah. art. And, that, and I, I, I do that with things. Yeah. I mean, people have their fine. favorites. People yeah. have their favorites. Yeah. And once you, like, pick, you know, however you want to do your videos or whatever, that is 
is that will become like your identity. Like yeah. this is this is what people think of y'all now. Like that's <laughs> all the time they think Sick. that's how y'all are. Oh, I love that though. Yeah, I want yeah. people to see this and 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 uh, you know, people probably don't even know that 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 I'm this you know that that person is the singer of the band you know yeah like, yeah they probably just think that that's some random guy <laughs> and uh and, and something like that worked out for the gorillas right right like they yeah, were yeah. using these cartoon yeah. characters to represent themselves but that that had never been done either and I think that that was that was of, genius well you oh, know yeah. the the guy who did those characters is the same person who drew the tank girl comics hmm okay. So he got with that guy and they started doing an animation and it and, and like that was kind of like the first of its kind to do stuff like that. I mean, I don't think anybody else has it done it. I mean, yeah, it predicted a lot of the like hologram stuff, predicted a oh lot of the like I, you know, like the idols and stuff nobody, like the hologram. Nobody had and nobody had ever even thought about having a big screen and those are your characters. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like people like, you know, like death clock for metalocalypse. I don't know if you're familiar. They're like a death metal band. Yes. Um, but they, but, but death clock is like a cartoon band. Yeah. And like that, that's kind of same concept from the gorillas. Although the gorillas was like more in depth and like they have their own universe and yeah. or if they have like an NFT for their, their band. I'm sure they do. Sure. That thing's gotta be worth. <laughs> that's That's gotta be worth Wait, out this world. Hold on, Alan. Do you have a problem with NFTs? Uh, they're a grift. Don't buy NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think they're corny. Like they, they have no. What if actual we started value. selling NFTs? Uh, I would quit the band. <laughs> Same. <laughs> wow, tough sticks. I have, I have better ways to destroy the atmosphere. What are you going to put Feral on blockchain? <laughs> no, that was the answer I was going for. That was honestly a trick question, and you both passed. I <laughs> Sick. Good job. Good job. I never was good at tests in school, so I like being good at tests and everything else. That's good. I, I do think yeah. that like them them doing that was a, a great way for people to familiarize themselves with who they are as people. Yeah, and yeah. as you said, like y'all want this to be how people view you. You know, this is that's probably you know obviously if people haven't seen you live in concert, um, this is what people this is what's yeah. in their head now. You know what I mean? And like whenever you see 882 people have seen oh, it. Yeah. 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 And like it when, just, when you see somebody act for the first time in a movie, yeah. like if somebody's a bad guy in a movie, that's how you think of Like if you saw that person in real life, you would think, Oh yeah, you're a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, that's how, you know, that's your image of them now. Yeah. So that's, it's a pretty, it's a, pretty neat thing of figuring out like how do you want people to portray you and that's that's going to be your music videos well as long as people think of me as a purple haired weird bearded lady then i am that's awesome that's it (laughs) i like that so what what is y'all's next moves like what do you what are you trying to do Uh, oh we're on tour right now um we're gonna be in nashville on the 24th and then we'll be back here on the 25th and in tupelo on the 26th of february and then other than that we're just kind of getting ready for our release at April 22nd is when our record comes out. Okay. And so we're kind of going to, we're going to release the artwork, which is done by an artist friend of ours who lives in Portland, Oregon named Jackson Reynolds, who is like a really just super talented artist and he's a really good guy. And uh, so we're going to do that. I mean, we're writing our next record right now. So we're doing that. And, um, just trying to 
live our lives. I'm getting married <laughs> at the end of May, so oh, yeah. I'm getting yeah. married in October. And yeah, she's getting nice. married in October, and Alan's already married to the game, so. Ooh. but yeah that's basically it um just continue to work and uh, do more stuff we're trying to play in more cities um this year so if if you have any cities you want to see us in please uh hit us up because we're trying to trying to branch out and that's pretty much it just continue to grow what is something that y'all really want to do that you haven't done like something you've been like oh man it'd be great if we could blank play a festival like a big festival mm. like do a festival circuit okay something like i mean it doesn't have to be re- super big but like you know um anything like you know like bonnaroo or 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 playing something like that we would love to yeah mm. wakarusa yeah anything any, any any music festival uh Muddy Roots, something like that, you know, we'd okay. be down to play. Like, shaky I think that's knees, shaky knees. Like I mean, any, yeah, we, we've only played one um, music festival, kind of, and it was the Delta Fair. Okay. And it was awesome. That was, a, that was an awesome set. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, a lot of people showed up. It was cool. And, and we sold some merch, and that was a good time, and it helped us out a lot, and we want to do more stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think festivals could be a great way to, you know, get your name out there, let people know about you, and, and great way for people to experience music. And, and, we, and dude, I feel like the, like, long form of festival sets, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, really caters towards the way, like, the kind of, like, not totally improvisational, but we have a lot of off-the-cuff ways mm. that we play and perform. And a lot of our stuff is, like, based off us directing our energy at each other and communicating with the audience and stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like having that longer form is really when we're in our element and can really fully stretch out our wings. Okay. And we just love playing music. I, that's yeah. just all we want to do all day. Like yeah. we play, we played three hour set because we wanted to, you know, yeah. like mm. we just like doing it. We have fun when we play. So that's what we want to do for a living. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, the, the more you get into different shows, different festivals, whatever venues, areas that, that helps. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've never, I've never seen somebody, get their name out there and they're like, Oh man, I really wish I didn't, you know, go tour. Like, you know, yeah, that's all <laughs> it's destroyed man, my name. Like that just all, means you suck. All we want to do is tour yeah. and play like, and then record when we come home and then go back out. <laughs> uh, what, what would you say is something that, um, might be holding you back right now from from anything like I, i'm not saying something wallet. is holding you yeah, back but money money's always money. money it's always money because if we had money i mean we have so many ideas and i could take care of a lot of things if we had the money but we don't and <laughs> literally while on our first night of tour we just got like rear-ended Dang. Um, super hard and like it destroyed his his amplifier All of our gear was damaged. a lot of our yeah like most of our gear is damaged and so we're recouping from that and so yeah money money has is is always our biggest issue Dang. but that's okay man because like we will uh we will get through it and we will mm-hmm. we'll play shows and we'll we'll make money that way and yeah, yeah we'll sell merch and we'll 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 do what we can to to survive yeah because yeah. that's the name of the game man that's, that's pretty much everybody's biggest thing is money yeah. i mean yeah i mean because like you know but we we when we when we play, we try to make money, and then that all the money we make goes right back into making more music. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't go into any. I mean, we don't, we don't get any of the money for ourselves. Like it literally is goes go Like as soon as I get it, it goes to somebody else like recording or and what, you know, or amp repair or whatever <laughs> we've got, we got, we got a lot of love and support from yeah. people that helped us out. Um, from this wreck. So we're very fortunate and grateful to have uh, a support system and, and fans and, and friends and family that want to see us keep going. So that's awesome. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to continue to do it as much as we can. It's been great having y'all on. Um, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Give me like uh, ways everybody can reach y'all. Um, tell everybody, you know, what you, uh, I know you already said what you had coming up, but um, talk about all the things you got coming up. All that info. Sunweightmusic.com. Our name's Sunweight. Hence at, the name. Yeah. Instagram is at, at Sunweightmusic. Sunweight yeah, on at, Instagram. Yeah, at Sunweightmusic. Um, I think it's... Sunweight the band on no, Facebook, No, I think, I think. it's su- facebook.com slash sunweightband. Facebook.com slash sunweightband. Um, I mean, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. Streaming. We're on everything. We're on all. <laughs> we're on all. Uh, we're on all streaming services. The way you spell Sunweight is S U N W E I G H T. It's all one word. All one word. We're playing in Nashville at the Croak Cobra on February twenty fourth. We'll be playing in Memphis on the twenty fifth at the High Tone, and then on the twenty sixth we will be in Tupelo, Mississippi, to be playing at Change. So if you are in any of those cities, please come and. Check us out, and I'll give you a big old hug. Awesome. And oh, bring your plugs. Resay your names again so everybody can remember that. Pat Mulhern, Alan Wade. My name is Nate Willotion. And thank you for having us, yeah, man. For real. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Guys. I really had a lot of fun. This was great. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that, you know, doing stuff like this is great for, for people. As I said, like it, it gets your names out there and then also. Uh, people get to know who you are. You know, yeah. people. As I said, that's that's all people know you as right now. But now, <laughs> now, now <laughs> that's that's now they they hear stories from you. You know yeah. what I mean? They know how yeah. that came about. Yeah, they yeah. know wh- how y'all think now. And yeah. so that's what that's going to do is. Oh, when, when do they have another video coming out? I got to see the next video. Yeah. Oh, wh- when are they going to be in shows? I I got to come see them in the show. You know what I mean? Like yeah, those sure. those types of things will will definitely help you out. Well, thank you again, man. No doubt. Definitely. All righty. Well, thank you for everybody tuning in, and we'll see you next time.